Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. I want to talk to you this morning on spiritual blessings. There was a Roman historian, and uh, his name was Titus Livius, and he made this statement. He said, men are slower to recognize blessings than misfortunes. And I think he's right. I think we, as a human race, we're a lot slower to recognize the blessings that we have each and every day, but more so, we're so ready to recognize the misfortunes. We're so ready to talk about those things that's happening to us. Many folk around us today walk around with the complex because they don't realize really the blessings that they have in Christ. They see themselves as unworthy as of the blessings of the Lord. And, I, and I've heard people say that before, and I get that statement that I'm just, I feel unworthy. I, I get what they're saying, but really, God made you worthy. None of us was worthy, but He made us worthy when He saved our soul. Amen? And so if they're not careful, we'll see ourselves as ill-prepared to do what God asked them to do. But according to the Apostle Paul, he tells us a different story here. And he says that we are blessed with Christ with every spiritual blessing. In this chapter here, we'll read in just a second, he, you'll also see that we are adopted into the family. We're blessed by and through adoption. You'll also see that we're blessed through our freedom in Christ and our inheritance and then in our Holy Spirit that God gives us as we are partake of, of the blessings that, that He gives us each and every day. In Ephesians chapter 1, I want you to look at verse number 3 with me. The Bible says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. <laughs> Becky just texted and said, Mom says, thank you for the warm greeting. She loves y'all too and wishes she could be there. <laughs> Amen. Let's go back to number 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. Would you listen to this verse one more time? Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself that sons refers to daughters as well, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, which He made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure which He purposed in Himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in Him. Now, if y'all really understood what that scripture was talking about, you ought to be shouting right now because there's coming a day we're going to be all reunited again together. Amen. There's coming a day that this thing's going to come together. There's coming a day where Jesus Christ is going to call His church home. There's coming a day where you and I will stand around the throne and we'll praise Him forevermore. Amen. There is coming a day. Amen. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times that He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and, in, and which are on the earth in Him. 
In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the, to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Now let me stop right here long enough to say, I don't know about you, but I hope mom and dad leave me an inheritance. They ain't here, so I'm just going to talk about it. Maybe dad's listening online. Hey, dad, if you are, I hope you leave me an inheritance. Why is that, pastor? Because if the inheritance comes, increase comes. Y'all ain't listening to me this morning, are you? You still on that dreary sort of feeling, ain't you, when you, when you walked in? When inheritance comes, increase comes. It might come in the way of things or possessions. It might come in the way of finance. It may come in the way of, of, of mama's pots and pans. I don't know. But when inheritance comes, increase is going to come. Somebody say amen. amen. That in him also we've ordained or obtained the inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom having also or having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Somebody say sealed. Who is the guarantee, amen, of our inheritance until the redemption of the purpose Chase or the purchase possession to the praise of his glory. Who is the guarantee? I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And when I've been sealed by the Holy Spirit, it's a guarantee. Hallelujah. It's a guarantee that I'm going to receive my inheritance. Amen. I believe if the Apostle Paul was here today, he would tell us that we've got to recognize just how blessed that we as Christians are today. Amen. He would also tell us that we got to start living as though we were blessed in Christ. Now, I need to stop right here. Because some of us live below the poverty level spiritually. What are you talking about, Pastor? You act like it. Ain't trying to get on to anybody, but sometimes we act like we don't know that there's a God. Sometimes we act like we don't understand if there's a blessing that we can receive from God. We got the money grubs too much. We have pity parties too much. I understand we go through some stuff. I understand we go through some things. I ain't talking about all that, but even in the midst of all of those things, Brother Reigns, I've got to understand that he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. He's the one that hung the stars in the sky. He's the one that put every grain of sand that there is on the seashore. And if he can do that, then don't you understand and don't you know that he can take care of my issues today? Well, hallelujah, somebody. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing. Amen. We got to recognize that Paul said it here in this first verse, every spiritual blessing. He says, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That word that Paul used here literally means one who is worthy of the blessing. One who's worthy of the blessing. And he is saying that God is worthy to receive our praise. We are quick to praise God for what he's done for us as well as we should. But we also need to remember to praise him for who he is. Who is he, Pastor? He is our king. He is our Lord. He is the one that died for us. He is the one that hung on the cross. He is the one that shed his blood. He is the one that said, I can make it. He is the one that said, I will provide for you. He is the one that says, just give me a chance. Just 
least give me something that I can deal with and handle and I can take you to where you need to go. He is my soon coming king today, amen. Psalms 100, and I told you this last week, it says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generation. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. How did you come to church today? How did we come in our spirit today? Are we still on last week when the time changed and it messed us up a little bit? Are we still on this getting dark too early and we can't get it out of our mind that we don't have enough hours in the day to do what we need to do outside? Come on, somebody. Even if the time does change, even if it doesn't change, my God is still God. He's still on the throne. He's God in the day and he's God in the night. He's God in the morning and he's God at night. Whoever and wherever we'll be, he still is God today. Amen. I wish about five folk would jump on your feet and give him praise to the best of your ability today and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor today, man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes we treat God like telling our wife that we love her just because she cooks for us. But we better also recognize what he's done for us as well. Paul said that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He's not blessed us with a few blessings or some blessings, but he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. He's given us every spiritual blessing that you and I will ever need. I want you to understand that the blessings, they're not material, but they're spiritual. But they come sometimes in material ways. But they're spiritual as well. They're spiritual blessings because the earth is too small to hold all the blessings of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Whatever we need to do, what God desires of us has already been provided. Amen. Whatever we need to do, he's already provided those things. If you need the ability to witness, he's already given you that ability. Amen. If you need the faith to believe God for a miracle, he's already given that faith to you. If you need to confront the demons in your life, he's already given you the power to go ahead and confront it. He's blessed you with every spiritual blessing. And the Bible says also in heavenly places as well. He's given us these blessings in the heavenly realms because you and I, we are united with the Lord Jesus Christ. We are one-on-one with the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a realm of existence that we do with every day that you cannot touch, you can't smell, you can't taste. It's a realm that you cannot see with your eyes, but like the wind, you know it's there. As a matter of fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, the Bible says in the New Living Translation, it says we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. Listen. To me, church, there's a realm where we come face to face with Satan and the enemy and all the workers of iniquity on a daily basis. And you and I need to know that's a fight that we don't have to run from. It's a fight that we don't have to turn our tail and and and, and run scared. But we've got the authority that God has blessed you and I with to turn to the enemy and say, Hey, devil, I resist you in the name of Jesus. Amen. It's a fight we don't have to shy away from. It's a fight that we can win. Why, Pastor? Because the Bible says God has given us every spiritual blessing. 
That's blessing enough that I can defeat the enemy. Amen. That's blessing enough. I don't care how powerful you think he is. He ain't no more powerful than you are in Christ. Now, if you try to do it by your own strength, maybe he will whip you up a little bit. But with God's help, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. With Christ, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. You can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. The other thing he tells us here in verse 4 and 6, that you and I, we've been blessed with adoption. Now, I'm not going to take the time to explain what adoption is. Everybody understands adoption. We all have different processes, many times, many agencies that you have to go through with adoption, whether in other countries or in the United States or whatever the case may be, but you understand that. But this word adoption here simply means chosen. Everybody say chosen. Paul says even before he made the world, God loved us and he chose us in Christ. You can look at this every, in every way you want to. You can pull every concordance down that you want to. You can Google it however you want to. And it's still going to get back to the same meaning that God chose you. Amen. God chose me. God chose us. He handpicked us to be his kids. Now, I don't know about you. That, I don't know if that excites you or not enough, but every blemish I have, he looked beyond those blemishes. Every, every fallacy I had, he looked beyond all of that. All the mistakes that I had, he looked beyond all of that, and he chose me anyway. Woo! Well, pastor, you're short. Well, what's your problem? He chose me anyway. Pastor, you're bald-headed. Well, look at you. He chose me anyway. Pastor, you don't know how to talk too good. That's all right. He chose me anyway. You don't look too good anymore. You, you've got a wrinkles and you've got some gray hair and you, your face don't look as well as it did when you was a teenager. Well, have you looked in the mirror lately? But he chose me anyway. I'm blessed with everything spiritual blessing I'm adopted into the family of almighty God and one day and one day soon I'm going to inherit what God has for me amen <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah John 6 and 44 says for no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws them to me you can look at God he took the initiative not us Sometimes we think we did it, but we didn't. He, he drew us. We can't come to Jesus on our own. It's God who chose us and draws us in that direction. What was the purpose? Why did he do that, Pastor? First, he, he, he chose us to be holy and without blame in his eyes. To serve him. He chose us to be holy, set apart, consecrated, and, and without spot or without defect. He cleaned us up. We were not chosen so that we could remain in sin, but so that we could be made pure. Righteousness, amen. We were chosen to bring forth fruit, not weeds. To bring forth fruit, not weeds. The Bible tells us the second we're chosen to adopt us into his own family by bringing us himself through Jesus Christ. That emphasis here is being an adult member of the family. As an adult member of the family, we're about the Father's business. Amen. We ain't walking around or crawling around anymore, sucking on a bottle, but we're being about our Father's business. Now, I've got to stop right here. I can't go too far because I get in trouble because there's some adults in body shape that's still acting like baby in spiritual shape. 
Come on, somebody. It's time for us to quit sucking on the bottle and eat the meat of the Word. We're adult in Christ. Amen. We're receiving what He wants to give us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Quit reversing to your childhood. Boy, I'd, I'd like to tell you something my granny used to tell me, but I ain't about to. Because you'd be think I'd be cussing. But if you want to know, just get with me privately. And then, and then you'll probably admit it. You know what pastor told me? You'll stick all that on Facebook, so I may not tell you. Help me right here, Lord. Some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. God chose us to be accepted just as we are right now. Now, some of y'all, you need, to, you need to get this because this is what messes us up sometimes because we think we've got to do this and we've got to do that and we've got to give up this and we've got to give up that in order to be a part of God's family. And it's true to some extent. There's some things you probably will have to give up, but if you think you've got to do that first before accepting Christ, you've you got it out of order. God saw you just exactly like you are today, right now. Whatever shape that you may be in today, full of sin even, he sees you today. And the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you can give your heart to the Lord. Amen. Today is the day you can surrender everything over to him. Today is the day you can make an about face and change the areas in life and lifestyle that you've been living in order to love and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Today. We've got to understand that he chose us and accepted us just as we are. He died for us while we were still sinners. He doesn't tell us to get cleaned up and then come to him, but he tells us that he can make us clean. Amen. Let me ask you a question. Aren't you glad that you are not a mistake this morning? Amen. Aren't you glad that God has purpose for you? Aren't you glad that God chose you? Aren't you glad that God has a plan for you? You are God's child. He chose you to be his child. He loves you as his child. You've got all the rights and the privileges of his child this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I found out in verse 7 and 8 that not only are we blessed with every spiritual blessing and we're adopted into the family, We're blessed through adoption that we've been blessed with freedom as well. We've been blessed with freedom. A part of his blessing is a grace, a freedom. Paul says he is rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. That word purchase here means to purchase with a price. Amen. To purchase with a price. It carries it with an idea of purchasing or buying back some item or a person that otherwise would be lost or taken prisoner or be destroyed. It simply refers to the fact that Jesus Christ came and he paid the price that he needed to pay to obtain our salvation. What was that price? It was death on the cross. It was cruelty. It was punishment. It was, it was death on the cross and of Calvary. And by that, you and I, we're saved today. Amen. Isaiah tells us, surely he has borne our griefs and he's carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. Somebody needs to hear that one more. Surely he has borne our griefs and he's carried our sorrows and we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was was wounded for our transgressions. Hallelujah. He was bruised for our iniquities. Amen. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by 
his stripes we are healed. If you're sitting in this house today and you need a healing from God, I want you to get your hands up and say, Lord, your word says, by your stripes we are healed today. By your stripes we are healed today. By your stripes we are healed today. We claim it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Another part of the blessing of grace is the forgiveness of sin. Paul says, with the blood of his son, with the blood of his son, he forgave us. With the blood of his son, he forgave our sins. Because we've been purchased by the blood of Jesus, we can receive the forgiveness. Hebrews 9 and 22 said, according to the law, most all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There's no remission of sins without the shedding of blood. Now you've heard me say this many, many times. There's a lot of congregations today that wants to take the blood out of everything. Take it out of their songbooks, take it out of the, 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 the Bible, take it out of their, their speeches, take it out of their sermons, take the blood. I'll tell you, you can't get to the cross by the way of the blood. You gotta go except you gotta go by the blood. If you look at the cross, it wasn't a beautiful piece of wood up there. It was a cruel looking thing, it was a bloody thing. And it was the blood of Jesus Christ. It was the blood of God's Son. And so that's why today, I'm telling you, we've got to rejoice that we've, got, we've been set free. We've got to bless. We've been blessed with freedom today. We've got to rejoice because our sins are forgiven today. Amen. We've got to rejoice because our name is written down in the Lamb's book of life today. All because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on Calvary for me. This all comes because God is so rich in kindness and he's rich in grace. Amen. It ain't nothing, Brother Adam, that I've done. It ain't nothing that I bought. He bought it himself. He paid for it with his precious blood. And because he paid for it with his precious blood, I can be here today. And you can be here today. Grace is the gift of God's riches. It's at the expense, though, of Christ. It's at the expense of Christ. That gift that we don't deserve. That gift that we can't earn. That term, that rich in kindness. Rich in grace indicates a, an abundance of possession that we have. God's grace is, I know you know this, but let me remind you that God's grace is over and beyond the norm. Hallelujah. It's over and beyond just the normal things. His grace, His mercy that He blesses us with every day. We take it for granted, every one of us do every day. Do you realize you're blessed just to, just to get up every morning? Do you realize you're blessed just to open your eyes every morning? Do you realize that you're blessed just to take that first breath that you know about every morning? That you're able to rest during the night and God has you. You're able to sleep during the night and God's got you. You're able to get up and go to your work because God's got you. You're able to get to your house, to the job because God's got you. You was able this morning to get up and get dressed and get to God's house because he's got you. It wasn't that you was coming to serve God and worship him even though that's what you was doing, but God's got you anyway. That's the reason that you're here today. It wasn't by any of your ingenuity. It wasn't by any of your mercy. It wasn't by any of your grace. It's the Lord Jesus Christ that gives us grace and mercy to go and do what we need to do every day. Hallelujah. In addition to all of this, God has, the Bible says, has showered His kindness on us. 
along with his wisdom and along with his understanding. Now, I don't know about you, but I like kind people. <laughs> I have an issue with those that's not kind. I, I can't remember who I was talking to. I don't know. I better, I better not say this. Never mind. Because I don't know who it was. But he has showered us in his kindness. He has showered us in his kindness. You understand that it's, it's, it's so much easier to get along with kind folk than it is with unkind folk. It's so much nicer to hang around those people that want to treat you good than those that don't want to treat you good. There's just something about somebody that don't treat you good, just like, I don't like you. I don't know, it just seems to come automatically. Now, I know we're supposed to love everybody. I get that, but I'm not so sure that we have to like everybody. Because, Brother Sam, i, I got to be honest. They're just some folk I don't want to hang around. I'm not trying to be ugly. They're just some I just don't want to hang around. They're not nice. They're not kind. They're not kind. They're ugly. They're cruel. They speak ugly to you. Move on, Pastor. Proverbs 9 and 10 teaches us that fear... Respect and honor of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When we think about this, the Bible says that fear, learning to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That word understanding here that we're talking about could be translated as it gives us an insight and refers to the ability to discern the right action to take in any given situation. Wisdom, understanding are given to the believers for them to know God's will. Chuck Swindle said this, But when grace and truth were realized through Christ Jesus, a long-awaited revolution of the heart began to set religious captives free. Fearful bondage motivated by guilt was replaced with a fresh motivation to follow Him in truth simply out of a deep devotion and a delight. Rather than focusing on the accomplishments of the flesh, He spoke of the heart. Instead of demanding that the sinner fulfill a long list of requirements, he emphasized faith, if only the size of a mustard seed. Boy, I'm going to tell you, when I fully come to the understanding, when I, can, when I get my wisdom working and I get my understanding working, I can understand what God has done for me. But until you get your wisdom and understanding working, you don't see the fact that God has, has protected you and guided you every day of the week. Amen. You don't see that. Because God has blessed us with freedom. Freedom from what, Pastor? I am free. I ain't in jail today. Freedom from sin. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from bondage. Freedom from our past. God has blessed us with forgiveness. He's forgiven us all that we've done wrong. He has thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness. He has separated us for our sin as far as the east is from the west. God has blessed us with insight. He's allowed us to see things. As he sees them, he allows us to know right from wrong. He has given us the desire to please him, at least we should, every day. We've been blessed with freedom. Aren't you glad to be free today? Aren't you glad to be free today? Amen. Going down in verse 9 and 11 that we read, you'll find that God not only has blessed us with freedom, but he's blessed us with an inheritance. I like this one right here. He's blessed us with an inheritance. Now I know how sometimes, I've heard this, we've laughed about these statements sometimes, you know that you're spending your children's inheritance kind of thing, you know. 
you see those bumper stickers on the back of the big campers and nice trucks and all these things and spending my kids' inheritance. I hope mom and dad ain't done that. Again, dad, if you're listening, I don't know what it's going to be. He is listening. He ain't texted me this morning. All right, all right. But he's blessed us with inheritance. Sometimes I, I think that people have in their minds that one day God said, these humans I made, they're, they've messed up everything. So I've got to come up with a better plan to take care of it. I don't know if you've ever made that statement. Let me, let me just help you. That's not what he said. Because God intended from the beginning to send his son to redeem us. It wasn't a plan B. God ain't got no plan B. He's always had a plan A. Amen. And his plan is still in effect. His plan is still working, amen. It wasn't an afterthought. It was the plan of God. And Paul tells us that God right now has revealed to us his mysterious plan regarding Christ. The mysterious of God's will can be simply stated as this. God is together, is gathering us together to unify all things in a spirit of peace and a spirit of harmony. All things both visible and invisible. All things are to be brought to a peaceful and eternal state under the authority and glorification of Jesus Christ. I know we're living in a world today that's chaotic. I know we're living in a world today where man it seems like has lost their mind. I know we're living in a world today where our government doesn't make any sense. I know we're living in a world today that our culture just seems like it's off the rocker, but there is coming a day that one day soon God is gathering, and I believe he's in the process that right now that he's gathering together all of his folk and at the just right time and at the just right moment we're going to hear the trumpet sound and we're going to hear them say come up hither ye people of the Lord I believe one day and one day soon that we as God's people are going to be united around the throne of God that there will be forevermore amen, amen. hallelujah you can look at it this way if you want to Paul used this, this word about plan or a dispensation. You know what that means? It simply literally means a household arrangement. To getting everything arranged the right way. Now, you ladies, you know what I'm talking about. There's this time sometimes, may not happen often, but every now and then, you ladies want to change up things in the house. You've got to change the living room. You've got to change the bedroom. You've got to paint it. You've got to put new pictures up. I don't care if you just bought those pictures last year. You know, you've you got to change it. I know I'm talking to some folk because I got one. I'm sitting right here on the front seat with me. You've got to change some things. A man, we don't simply care about those things. You can leave it up there 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It don't matter. It still looks good to me. It looked good when you put it up. still looks good. Why do you want to change it? But a woman is a little different. They're made up different. So their arrangement of things, they want to change some things. And the idea is that this universe is a house under the management of God. God is handling, God is planning, God is arranging, God is administrating all things toward a climatic consummation for Christ and his followers. In this day, all disharmony, all division, all evil will be subjected and harmonized under the Lord Jesus Christ. There's coming a day we ain't going to live in no chaotic world anymore. There's coming a day our government won't be chaotic anymore. There's there's coming a day that all eyes will be open. There's coming a day that every knee will bow and every tongue confess. There's coming a day that he's going to bring all these things together. And you and I is going to hear the trumpet sound if you're part of God's family. 
Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 1 and 4 said this. We have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that is kept in heaven for you. Pure and undefiled. Beyond the reach of change and beyond the reach of decay. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told you just a few minutes ago about my looks. You know, the hair's not there anymore. And the wrinkles may have showed up where it used to be tight. And the belly that used to have the six-pack has got a one-pack. And on and on we could go. I'm not the only one, so you laugh all you want to. I'm, I'm looking at you as well. Brother Rains, when we used to play football, we were some tough boys, but I don't, I don't want to do that no more. You might can, but I ain't. And when we used to play basketball, Brother Wendell, he out in the deer woods, but he may be, he ain't listening, he's hunting, ain't he? But if you're listening, Brother Wendell, when me and Brother Wendell and Brother Dwayne and some of us old folk would get out there with some of these young boys, play basketball, you know, like we used to do, boy, we could whoop them and we'd beat them every time. I ain't getting out there no more. Decay has set in. Tiredness has set in. Feet don't carry me like it used to carry me. Knees doesn't work like they used to work. It just doesn't, just doesn't work. I'm fussing, complaining about all my complaint every now and then about getting up and down, but I'm not going to allow those little things like that to affect my relationship with Christ because there's coming a day that we've got a priceless inheritance. Hallelujah. You can't buy it. I don't care how much money you got, you can't buy it. You can only go there if you're saved. You can only go there if you're part of God's family. It's an inheritance that's going to be kept for me. I ain't got to worry about robbers breaking in. I ain't got to worry about thieves coming and stealing my inheritance. Amen. They may, break, may, may, they may break in my house. They may break in my shop. They may break in my car, whatever else may be. But I'm going to tell you this spiritual inheritance, this spiritual blessing, Sister Marilyn, that I'm talking about, they ain't going to get it. I don't care how hard they try. Ain't no robber going to take my blessing of my inheritance that God has prepared for me. Amen. Hallelujah. It's an inheritance like no other. It'll far outweigh all the riches and glory of this world and even mom and daddy give me. Amen. God's prepared and he's protecting this inheritance for you and I. Believers are redeemed from hell. We're redeemed from destruction by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Charles Spurgeon said this, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that will not fade away, amen. It will not fade away. Why, pastor? Why will it not fade away? Because you and I were the children of God and we'll receive the inheritance of the king. Why is that, pastor? Because he's the king of kings. And we're the king's kids. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hate to make it personal, but Ella, she's staying with us for the next few days, and she already knows. She's, she'll be three years old in the next few weeks. She already knows. Sister Ned, she can come to the house. She can get a popsicle anytime she wants to. Well, maybe not anytime. Oh, her mom and daddy ain't listening to us. I will be in trouble. She can get a bag of fruits. She can get Nana and Papa to do and play in the playroom, get down with my knees even hurting. I don't care. Why? Because she's part of my family. One day she'll inherit whatever I've got. Are you following me? Are you understanding? She's a king's kid. I ain't saying I'm necessarily a king, but to her I am. She's still at this time, she'll run up and she'll put her arms around my legs. She'll hug me. She's still at this time, she'll reach up and she'll put her arms around my neck and say, Papa, I just love you. 
And she'll say all those sweet things, I'm telling you. Whatever she wants to ask for. Don't miss the point here. Some of y'all done got it missed. I'm talking from a spiritual standpoint. She'll come up and put her arms around me, Brother Reigns, and get whatever she wants. As a king's kid, I can go to my father and I can jump up in his lap and wrap my arms around him and say, hey, daddy, and I can get whatever I want. Hallelujah. Woo. Good Lord, have mercy. And we don't understand how to obtain the blessing many times. I'm going I'm, I'm to give you a little nugget right here as they come to the music. I know I ain't where I'm supposed to be, Sister Michelle, but go ahead and come. We miss the blessing sometimes because we don't act like a kid. Spiritually speaking. Pastor, what are you talking about? We got this thing all figured out as adult Christians. I know how to approach God. I know how to come before Him. I know how to kneel down. I know the words to say. I know everything that there is to say in order to get my blessing. No, you ain't got a clue. Oh, we'll get a blessing from time to time, but if I'll just get off beyond all that facade and get how I'm supposed to act and get my dignity out of the way and get undignified sometimes and come before the Lord just with an old snotty nose sometimes and with tears running down my face and jump up in his lap and say, Hey, Daddy, I fell and got a boo-boo. What can you do? I'm about to preach right now. If we'll just eat it, if we'll just get it, if we'll just get it. And I can come before him and wrap my arms around him and love on him just a little bit. That's all he wants. But sometimes we ain't got time for God until we get in trouble. Sometimes we ain't got time for God until something bad is happening to us and then we'll come and jump up in his lap and hope he'll get us out of the trouble and the mess that we found ourselves and most of the time got ourselves into. If we'll just sometimes act like little kids because we're God's children We'll receive an inheritance. Why? He's the king of kings. We're God's kids. He's the Lord of lords. We're his royal priesthood. He has an eternal kingdom. You and I, we're the heirs. Our inheritance will never spoil or fade or wear out. It's eternal in nature. It's protected by his love. It's secured in faith. Our inheritance will never run out. We can't spend it all. We can't squander it all. It will last forever. Very quickly as I close today, the last thing in verses 12 and 14, we're blessed with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Joel said we're sealed. Joel didn't say it. Let me back up. We are sealed. But Joel 2.28 says this, and it shall come to pass afterward that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Luke 24 says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Acts 1 and 4 says, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Acts 2 and 39 says, For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our will call. What are you talking about, Pastor? talking about inheritance, I'm talking about blessings, I'm talking about we're blessed with the Holy Spirit. This thing I'm talking about, the Holy Spirit, is for you. 
We're blessed with the Holy Spirit. And I can't, I can't stop without telling you this. Paul tells us that the Holy Spirit, he said, he said the Spirit of God's guarantee is that He will give us the inheritance that He promised and that He has purchased us to be His own people. That word guarantee, when you look at that word, it's used in ancient times to describe a down payment as you and I would know it today. It's promising that the buyer would complete the transaction to pay the full amount. The guarantee in those ancient days was binding. In the same way, the Holy Spirit of God's guarantee that He will give us everything He promised. I remember way back yonder somewhere where He told some folk, I've got to go away. But if I go away, I will come again. I believe we're living in the dispensation of times where that time is almost now that he's going to fulfill that promise. That guarantee that he made way back yonder is about to be a reality today. I'm coming back after my kids. I'm coming back after my children. I've already prepared the place. I've got their mansion ready. I've prepared the uh, the, 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 the gate for them to come through. All I've got to do is just the trumpet. I believe he's calling old Gabriel up just any time. I say, Pastor, I've heard that all my life. Well, I'm telling it to you again. The time is now. His power works in us. Let me give you a little story before I, sh- before I, before I quit. There was a poor criminal that stood before the eastern, uh, an eastern king one day. This poor criminal stood there, Brother Rains. He was trembling for his life because he knew he had messed up. A moment later, his head was to be severed from his body because it was going to chop his head off. He asked for a drink of water, and they brought it, but his hand was trembled so that he could not drink. The king cried to him, Do not be so alarmed. Your life is safe until you drink that water. Now listen. Your life is safe until you drink the water. In an instant... The criminal dropped the glass on the pavement and the water spilled out, untasted. And he looked boldly up into the king, this condemned man, and he claimed the royal word that the king had just made. This king smiled and he said, you have fairly won your life. I can't break my word even to you. You're saved. Now this is what I want to leave with you. If an earthly king can keep his promise, how much greater is the promise of the king of kings and the Lord of lords? Got to go away, but I'm coming back. There's some things I got to go do. I want you to tarry until. But while you're here, I'm going to bless you with every spiritual blessing. I'm going to bless you with every spiritual blessing. I'm going to adopt you into the family. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you mercy. I'm going to give you some revelation throughout the process of your life. I'm going to let you understand some things. And only at the very end, I'm going to bless you with the Holy Spirit. He's going to guide you. He's going to take you into all places. He's going to show you all things. He's going to give you the boldness to live for me when folks don't have boldness anymore. 
He's going to give you the assurance when folks has lost their assurance. He's going to keep you when you can't be kept. He's going to show you those things when you can't be shown. He's going to take you and show you new truths. How many of you have any idea how blessed that you are today? With every, every head bowed and every eye closed, very quickly, you've listened to this message today. You've asked yourself some questions while you've listened. You've asked yourself some questions, is this really possible? Is it really possible that I can be blessed with every spiritual blessing? Is it really possible that God can give me the grace and the mercy that I need every day? Is it, is it really possible that God can fill me with the Holy Spirit and adopt me into the family and I can just receive from Him every day? Is it really possible? Let me help you a little bit with that answer. The answer is yes. It is possible. But this is what you've got to do. You've got to just accept it. You've got to just accept it. I want to ask you a question all over this house, in the balcony, wherever you may be. Whether you're a member here, whether you're visiting, it doesn't matter. Whether you're just taking every day in stride and you're just trying to do your best and you're just trying to make it one day at a time. And you'd say, Pastor, I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe what this word is, that's been preached this morning. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to change my life today. Would you just lift up your hand just to let me know that you've heard me and you're going to change some things in your life? I'm going to, I'm going to do some things different, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to do some things different. I'm going to change my direction. I want to be blessed with every spiritual blessing. I, I'm pausing right now for a little bit. I don't know why, but the Lord is just really dealing with me this morning just to wait a little bit and tarry here just a second. Some of you are here today and you're making a decision. Some of you are here today and you're struggling. I'm telling you. I hate to tell you what is in my mind today, but I'm going to. Some of you are here today and you've contemplated suicide because you just don't want to deal with it anymore. It's too hard. You've contemplated leaving because I don't, you don't want to deal with it anymore. I get that feeling. I understand it. But that's the wrong direction that you need to go. Where you need to run to is you need to run to the cross. You need to run to Christ. You need to run to Jesus today. If you're here today, I beg of you. I beg of you in the quietness of this moment to surrender unto Him. To surrender unto the Lord today. Give Him everything that you've got. Pastor, I don't have much. It's okay. Give it to Him. Pastor, you don't have no clue what I've been dealing with. I, I, I understand, but just give it to him. You don't understand the road that I've been walking and those that I've been having to deal with and how much of a struggle 
that just every day of putting one foot in front of the other is. I understand. But please just give it to Him. Give it to Him. Our relationship is in shambles, Pastor. I understand. Just give it to Him. Give it to Him. Think about it is you can't do it. If you could have fixed it, you'd have already fixed it. Don't get in a rush, church. Don't get in a rush right now. There are people, I promise you, there's people that's here this morning in this church that's battling a decision today. I don't know who you are. God hadn't revealed that to me. But I'm telling you, give it to Him. He has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. All you've got to do is take it.